Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody, I want to welcome you back. For those of you that were with us for the last hour, I want to welcome you back, back to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, talk Radio to Thrive By and Transformation Talk Radio as well. Uh, thank you so much for tuning us in, turning us on. We've got another great show for you. This is going to, we're going to have so much fun. This is actually the, the day of the storyteller. Uh, it is so cool to be in the presence of people that really live their lives from such a beautifully flowing perspective. Storytelling and, and being a master storyteller is amazing. My, my very special guest joining me here today, uh, Dr. Jeff Weaver is one of those folks you're going to hear about, you know, what his uh, passion, mission is. You're going to hear about the sustainable world with Dialogue Radio and what it means to be reauthoring your own life script. Yep, each of us got the script. Uh, I've always wondered, is my script like a bestseller? Do I have like uh, The Hunger Games or Twilight or something? Well, the answer is each of us has the ability to do that. Let me give a shout-out to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. B. Good uh, day to you, Pat. Yeah. I bet you got a script, too. I got the script. Yeah, mine's been through many revisions. Yeah. (laughs) Over and over. That's a really good way to put it, Benny. It's kind of true. You kind of lead it one way. You write a chapter, and you're like, oh, that's not the right chapter, and you got to go back and rewrite it. And Oh, then you got to rewrite it. It's like one of those choose-your-own-adventure books. Remember those? Yes. That's exactly yeah. how my life is. I love it. Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put my guests on the spot. We we should both put them on the spot. If if you could choose your own adventure right now, folks, what would that be? I have to think about that. I have to think, unless you know Benny. Uh, no, if I'm, I if I'm constantly choosing it, no, then I, I, I have no end in sight. So Exactly. It, it, it could be a number of things. It could, exactly. Well, let's choose our own adventure right now by pulling a prosperity card. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, here's Dr. Pat's prosperity message of the day. Hey, everybody. These cards are the prosperity cards. Thanks to my friend Heidi Bauer. She created these cards. You can go to harmonycards.com or prosperitycards.com. And we've got prosperity law number 43. This is perfect for today's show. I see myself as a success. I see myself as a success. My guest today is going to be all over this. Whatever obstacles you believe you faced, others have overcome even greater challenges. Wherever you are right now is of little consequence. What really matters is the attitude you possess and the way you approach life. That is a juicy one for today, folks. Wow. 
We've got a great show. I want to introduce you to Dr. Jeff. For many of you, think about this. You know, a storyteller, a sustainability strategist, and you're going to find out what that means. Eco-psychologist, teacher, practitioner, you know, saying yes to a world that is in so much of epic transitions right now, day-to-day basis, on an individual basis, on a higher-order basis. And this is Dr. Jeff saying, look, we have to talk about green leadership development, corporate social responsibility, and much more. But he does it in a very cool way, kind of like what Benny and I were kind of chatting about. A storyteller. I'm wondering what kind of stories he's going to tell today. But he takes this story, some of the old stories, the myths, the folk tales, the fairy tales, different cultures around the world. And we get to hear him every week on radio. Uh, transformation talk radio, dialogue radio, and you're going to find out what that's mean, that means. But beyond all that, Dr. Jeff has been somebody that has worked in the field of human development, organizational systems, so he is right up there in front of companies bringing probably a message, a very different message, a very relevant message than the one that many organizations really want to hear. So let's invite Dr. Jeff. It's cool to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And, uh, I, you know, I love listening to the lead-up and, the, and uh, the prosperity card. Uh, I think it's very curious. I, I, uh, I love it when uh, synchronicity happens. And, and, uh, and I think that, you know, you're set up you're, to, to where we're living these days is an interesting one. To me, you know, I, I, have a, I have a show here on Transformation Talk Radio called Dialogue Radio, and sometimes I, I kind of the shorthand for it is about um, it's about storytelling and sustainability. But the reality of it is, it's uh, dialogue is really about how we live in a conversational and a ritual practice of really dwelling in the world, where we are in conversation with the world around us and each other, and we are aware of how story is kind of the human condition's primary mode of uh, creating creating the world and meaning making and and uh, but the funny thing for me is nowadays when I say story people go all over the place you know sometimes yeah. story you know it's like monologuing certainly could be like I, I always joke about the Incredibles you know I, that cartoon movie where uh, they get the uh, they get the bad guys off their game because they get them monologuing and they just talk about themselves yeah. and you know yeah. there's that type of storytelling and uh, and then there's this, uh, there's the other kind where it's the uh, the oral tradition where the stories sometimes don't make make sense and there there's lots of paradox and those stories that really that relied on people telling them over and over for generation and generation uh, are literally still alive and I, I like to think about this did you know that the how how the planet is created that every living being that has ever lived on the planet and ever will live on the planet, that breathes the air and breathes it out, that same air still exists. So we're literally at every moment breathing in our ancestry, that same air that they use, the same air that they used to speak with. We are literally breathing it in, and it becomes us, and when we breathe out, um, it, it, it's still there. It won't, that's, you know, they're still alive, and I like to think of that right. when, it com- when it comes to the old stories and why they were so important. And, uh, you know, we hear lots about community development, but 
it used to be a practice where people would come in the morning, you know, probably not with their cup of coffee, but I'd like to think that, and they would yeah. come around either community fire and people would share the dreams that they had. And there were, used to be lots of dream cultures where they would say, I had this dream, and somebody else would say, I had that same dream last night. And the community would really start saying, well, what are the patterns? What's our relationship? What's our connection to the great mystery that we live in? And the reality is we're on this planet in the middle of space, in the middle of a great mystery. And, uh, and so for me, you know, kind of entering a place of story certainly can be about helping people make, you know, be better communicators. Um, but it's also about how do we get back to this, this dwelling space, this dialogue in which we can invite the mystery of life, the synchronicity of life, uh, into how we make meaning of our stories and make meaning of our stories together and make a better world as a result of that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, I love what you're saying because for a long time, you know, I think we have kind of grown, and I'd love for you to address this. We have a grown, we have kind of grown in in, in strange directions over the the decades to pick up somebody else's story. You know what I'm saying? It, it it's like okay, this is not my story. This is somebody else's story, and and really struggle to find our own voice and our own way to bring a story that is so powerful forward. And what I loved about what you said is it's not about that's their story and my story. It's about the story, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is about that story. And it's uh, and, and I think what you say is a big issue. And I, I always say it's uh, we live in a constant tension of being authored by others or authoring ourselves. And I, I always say, you know, take, uh, take the job title that you use. And when somebody says, what do you do or who are you, you know, sometimes it comes back to the basic questions that were asked our whole lifetime that we revisit all the time. Who are you? What do you do? I'm sure everyone has noticed that depending on how you start that conversation and kind of the, the, kind of the language and the, of, of the names that you use, um, you get certain reactions. And you can either be, you know, if, if you, let's say you have a job that is, uh, has kind of a stereotype to it, people sometimes only want to hear that stereotype. And uh, if, you, if you kind of go off, off script, um, you'll find that sometimes they fight with you. And I think there's kind of this interesting socialization and story that's kind of out there that we're also kind of, you know, we, we, uh, we live in a world where we see so many people as objects. You know, it's them, it's her, it's not me. And, uh, and as a result, when we, we look at people just as objects, we kind of, we, and, and you're, when you're in conversation, when you're storytelling with them, kind of your personal story, the who am I story, you really get yeah. wound up in kind of sucking in those other scripts. And, you know, at, and home, you know, in the family life, people have grown up with somebody saying, you know, if you're smart, sometimes you believe, you, you then start telling the story of you being smart. But if you've heard over and over, you're not smart, people might start imbibing those scripts. You know, there was this old story, and I can't remember all of it, but it was about a, a goat that used to eat all the clothes off the, off the telephone line, and then he would flag down the train when he'd cough it up and always stop the train. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, you know, listen, I, I, this is really what today's show is about, reauthoring your own life scripts for a sustainable world. Uh, Dr. Jeff Miner, we were joining us here today. Yeah, I mean, how many uh, mouthfuls of clothesline uh, have each of us been chewing on here? But let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking about what the reauthoring is, how you can get a sense of what your own life script is right in the moment, and then which parts would you like to change? I was dealing with anxiety and depression, and nothing seemed to help me. Then I started to work with Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough Program. In just a few sessions, he helped me to finally understand and heal the deeper root cause of my challenges. As a result, I feel more centered and confident than ever before. And now I have the tools which will continue to support me throughout my life's journey. Dr. Schaub's approach has changed my life. Hello, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I work with people across the globe to help them break through anxiety and depression and access their true potential. If you are ready to bring back confidence, joy, and meaning in your life, call us to schedule a free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit our website at cellularwisdom.com. That's cellularwisdom.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. Connect with your personal guardian angels, guides, and departed loved ones at Angels and the Afterlife, an enlightening day of answers with Doreen Virtue and John Holland on September 22nd in Seattle, Washington. Audience readings will be given throughout the day, so reserve your seat today by calling 800-654-5126. Discover how guardian angels support, heal, and guide to enact positive life changes. Tune in and increase your innate intuitive abilities to receive signs and signals from the other side. Seats are limited for the Angels and the Afterlife event, so call 800-654-5126 to reserve your seat today or online visit hayhouse.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Everybody, I want to welcome you back. Uh, get to hang out with my friend, Dr. Jeff Weaver. We are exploring the storylines of self, society, sustainability, along with the importance of developing a ritual 
You know, how do we influence our personal mythic reinvention? These are Dr. Jeff's words. We're going to talk about this. How can we influence a a brand-new sustainable story? How can we influence social and planetary evolution? You know, this is what Dr. Jeff is all about. Dr. Jeff, thanks for joining me here today. I, I, I want to get back to this card that I pulled, I See Myself as a Success. Uh, in in light of what I've said about these scripts, uh, what it, uh, let's talk about success in terms of this sustainable world and 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 these obstacles. And you know, this this comes out to say whatever obstacles you believe you face, others have overcome even greater challenges. How does this just wind itself into this beautiful you know script that we can call our lives? Wow, big question. Well, I, let me start with, <laughs> a lot to say, and uh, uh, let me just start, I'll, I'll start with a little bit about my, myself. And uh, so in my own personal life, I was uh, born uh, in Colombia, uh, South America, and I was orphaned there at a time of uh, great uh, civil unrest, and in my situation, um, I was uh, I was orphaned and um, and placed in secret uh, uh, by my uh, by my fam by my my uh, genetic uh, family uh, in order to uh, they were afraid that I would be uh, kidnapped or killed because civil society was had come undone and in, in, in that area um, it was ironically between conservatives and liberals things got to a point where civil you know civil war. And, uh, you know, community broke down. And so, you know, I was born into that. And it kind of, that was my trajectory. And, but I was put in a convent with with a bunch of nuns who kept me uh, safe. And then my parents, who were American, uh, were teaching, doing theater, ironically, uh, around myth and story uh, in, in, uh, in Columbia at the same time. My dad also uh, is adopted, he orphaned uh, in the U.S. And uh, in any case, so, um, you know, fate and destiny stepped in. And I, and you know, I became them, and I am who I am now, and, I, and I'm very thankful for the many uh, gifts that I have in my life. And, uh, and what this experience has taught me about my own life yeah. and about being a success is that, for me, I have always seen my life as uh, the net appeared. The net appeared and, um, and that sometimes the greatest decisions are made in love. And for me, that's how I tell my story. And for me, synchronicity has been there for me. And the world showed up. Now, that's how I story it. When I often tell my story to people and they either, you know, they find out certain kind of nameplates like orphan or adopted, in my own case, um, there's often a kind of a poor you or aren't you the victim. And I see lots of people out there who, who uh, tell stories of being a victim. And, uh, and I can't relate with that. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I've held tightly to the, whole, to, to the notion that I was born out of the story that I just told you. Um, that's all I've had. I've always been a storyteller, kind of on, the, on, the, on, on kind of stories told to me, kind of handed down. That was the... Uh, Stories have been my kin, and uh, but it has taught me throughout my life that we all have certain little markers 
little kind of things that people want to go against or people want to label you, and we can be in corporate America, we can be in whatever. Uh, but we can be caught up into this kind of socialized, socialization aspect of being a success or a failure. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what I've really kind of uh, hung on to is that uh, it's not about me. You know, that like I have been given a life, in my case, that I want to give back because I've been given so much. I have so much in my life when I when many others didn't have the fortune that I have. And I think that when it comes to the sustainability and storytelling idea of how we live in our world and how, how we have a success is that, is that, one, even though we have stories about the world, it's not about us and that we're already, always in relationship with another person and that my success is bound up in you being successful. And... And I think we very much know that success, you can only know success by knowing what, you know, what failure is. And oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, right. You know, it, because it's kind of an interesting idea, isn't it? You know, um, how do we come up with the benchmarks, the baseline for success? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I think that sometimes these things enter into whether or not we have um, enough ritual in our lives, and uh-huh. uh, because we, uh, you know, life is a crazy thing, and and uh, we were talking. I, I heard earlier, you know, that my life is a is a story at a time book. You know, where you choose. You're at page fifty three, and you have the choice of, you know, if you want to go to the rocket ship, you go to page twenty seven, or otherwise you go yeah. to the Sahara, Sahara and page yeah. sixty two. Um, yeah, I, I think we have to kind of create kind of ritual practices that give us a moment to stop back and reframe. Uh, so, like in my case, later today, I am I'm actually going on a three-day vision quest, and I do this five times a year in a particular kind of wilderness storytelling kind of myth group that we kind of go out and, and do this work. But what I have found is unless we have kind of time to stop and reflect in ways that um, connect, um, we can't even know what failure is and what success is, and sometimes we find out that what we once thought was a success is a failure, and what we once thought was a failure was a success. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, well, this is really it. I mean, what you just said is really perfect, because in the moments that we're in them, right, whether it is the loss of a job or a test grade that, you know, you didn't do really well on, or a relationship that didn't turn out the way you wanted to, or uh, a money opportunity uh, that uh, just didn't work out the way you wanted. You didn't really get that bonus that you thought you were going to get. It could be any number of things that we think about uh, that gives us to a place which would have us believe that we're less than because of something in our outer world. That's what I think you're saying. I mean, isn't that the epic illusion? Absolutely. It's the epic illusion. And, uh, and, uh, you know, from a Jungian point of view, and, and it's the illusion that kind of brings forward certain uh, kind of archetypal scripts that we can either uh, kind of be in the sweet spot of it and we kind of uh, kind of live like, let's say, the hero is a, is a common one. You know, everybody wants to be the hero and everybody wants to be the leader, and, um, and sometimes we define ourselves by that success. But, but if we're not coming to that, um, that place of awareness of that epic illusion, that you spoke about, sometimes, you know, that that notion of success is at the expense of stepping on everyone um, to get to the top in your sense of, uh, you know, your story of 
um, heroic in leadership, you know, and that means everyone else has to be either kind of the bad guy or sidekick to help you get where you need to be, right? But it was all in the right. of the shadow of that story. Right. Right. You know, I've always been fascinating, and we're going to go to break in a minute, but, you know, I've been fascinated by a couple of different things, and I know you have as well. I know the corporate work you're, do, you're, you're doing, and we're going to talk about social responsibility in a minute. Um, what's so interesting, Dr. Jeff, in, in the world that I grew up in and the, the business experience that I've had, I often wondered what what we might be looking like right now if we decided not to repeal the psychological contract of work. I thought, I thought to myself, you know, if you go back to 1990, I guess you could probably pinpoint it, and, and you know, what became important to organizations was their people not just from a point of view of uh, looking at people and coming up with the same old jargon, oh, our people are our greatest assets, yeah, you know, then why did you just take away all their benefits? So, I mean, I wonder what would have happened, and, and if we are so far from that now, if we would have maintained what for so long has been sort of the backbone uh, of our culture, which is about building confidence and building trust. And, you know, this is the conversation that you must come up against day and day, day again when you're talking about sustainability. I mean, promises made, promises kept, and promises broken about the entire sustainability uh, a movement. You know, and, and, I mean, you've gone a long way with this. Haven't you experienced all that? Yeah, actually, it's a... Uh, yeah. It's, what, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know where I don't even know where to start in answering. Well, I, I let, let's talk about it when we come back from break because I mean this is it. You know we're living in a place where you know my the stuff that I've done is about promises, and you know because I because that's my my little area there, I have to watch myself. I have to make sure I'm not making commitments I can't keep and what I say to people. So I'm constant. I, I walk in this constant bubble of, you know, how am I doing along those, that, that road? But here we are, and it just really behooves me why we, we have not, as a collective, gotten to understand the importance of trust. And I want to talk about that with you when we come back, because what is the impact of some of these stories? What, do we, what happens when we find out, you know, that things are not the way we thought they were promised? What's at stake with this? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Tune in each week on Wednesdays at 12 Pacific and 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. And Dr. Peggy will lead you through the maze of info on topics from allergies and antioxidants to zinc and xylitol and all points in between, providing you with simple solutions to help you achieve optimal health for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit SimpleHealthNetwork.com to take your health back and get your copy of Dr. Peggy's amazing cookbook, OMG, That's Allergy free 
The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. Just stop what you are thinking right now and ask yourself, if I could have anything I desired, what would it be? Now expand that energy beyond anything you have ever imagined. That energy, that is you. What if you could have access to that all the time? Curing the incurable are for those that desire a different possibility with their life and their body. Does that excite your molecules? Well, check out Liam's website at liamphillips.com. Tune in each Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the hit show Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. Spark your spirit and ignite your soul with spiritual conversation and enlightening guests that will help you get clear and catapult you into action. You'll meet metaphysical movers and shakers, intuitives, spiritual visionaries, and more. Want an on-air reading? Karen's down-to-earth style and lively curiosity delivers the compassionate, no-nonsense, intuitive advice that's become her trademark. Visit FogCityPsychic.com and book your reading today. Would you like to program the water you drink with the essence of gratitude and enhance the quality of your health? Wouldn't you love to reclaim your own healing power and create a life filled with vitality, excitement, and fun? When you infuse the water you drink every day with the essence of gratitude, you uplift your own sense of well-being at a very deep level, and your body starts to thank you for that. You manifest beauty and harmony from the inside out with grace and ease. Join our Infusion of Gratitude community today and receive your free MP3 audio Infusion of Gratitude meditation. Daily use of this powerful 20-minute meditation raises your awareness and welcomes health, wealth, and enriched relationships into your life. Visit us at explorationgratitude.com. Transformation, 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 Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Uh, for more information about my very special guest, Dr. Jeff, we're going to give you his website, and I'm going to let you know when his show is on. Uh, why don't you tell folks the best way to find out more about you and the more about and more about your show here, Dr. Jeff, before we get into this very juicy conversation? <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Well, well, my uh, my show is called Gaia Log Radio. It's Gaia uh, uh, and dialogue together. A uh, Gaia Log. It's at www.gaialog.com, also on facebook.com slash gaialog, and Twitter, 
uh, it's a dialogue. And it's every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And we'll make sure we give out that information again. Great. I, I, here we are. We're talking about rescripting our lives, you know, and, and, and I sort of did a little rescripting based on my history and, and so forth. You know, I kind of said, what would happen if we didn't really repeal that psychological contract that said, hey, you work for me, I want to reward you with a pension and whatever, whatever it is. What happens if we didn't break that promise? Uh, what happens if we really did put people first? What happens and how does that look like on a different level? And I've kind of gone to a lot of different places on this, but it really does boil on, uh, boil down to this question, Dr. Jeff. What can we really believe in? What do we make of the broken promises every day, and how has that affected uh, making sustainability epic? Hmm. Well, I think that uh, so to go back to this, <laughs> this idea of work, right, and a resisting yeah. it, not repealing it. Uh, you know, I, I think this, uh, that uh, in terms of even just one central kind of reframe, you know, what if we just replace the word work with the word purpose? Right. Cool. So instead of you know, that's it. What, what if we just you know collectively did that, even for a day and tried it out? You know, instead of saying to somebody, you know, how was your purpose today? And uh, you know, I don't work for you. I live in you know, I I uh, I do in my purpose. You know, I act in my purpose uh, for you. There, I think it something like that actually reframes things from uh, kind of a us them or a you I uh, perspective. We're, and, and also kind of diminishing our value. It's like work, we kind of, do we really, like, come back to our true self between 7 and 9.30 every night? It, you know, it's about how do we live our, live our purpose. We spend our day there. We spend our day with people all the time. And I, I think that would kind of bring that kind of an honorific. I think that, uh, you know, in Japan, I lived in Japan for a long time. And... Uh, and one thing that people would say is, is called the salary man, and it was kind of a, a catch-all phrase for, you know, whatever you did. Yeah. And, uh, but they, it was this catch-all phrase because it allowed you to say you did something, but it didn't kind of pinpoint you into kind of a classist level of something. And, uh, and I really appreciated that. And I also appreciated kind of how people bow to one another, sense of respect. And I think that there is kind of this respect. So if we just rescripted how we talk about work by saying it's my purpose, you know, it changes everything, you know. If, if you're doing something you really hate or you're being, sh- uh, you know, you're being a not so nice to somebody, I stop myself from saying the, uh, the S word. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. we got to catch ourselves, right? Exactly. I, 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 exactly. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, in any case. Um, but if you change it to my purpose, it, 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 it uh, implicates you, I think, in a deeper kind of mythic perspective because I, I, our purpose is connected to the fact that we are all alive and we are all going to die. We are living in this sense of fate and destiny that we kind of hide within and pretend that we're not we're not a part of um, when we're together at work, and that's crazy. And and uh, you know some of the work I do in sustainability with corporations, and I I bring in mythic stories, and you know I have a corporate background too, and I. I feel like sometimes you have to be kind of overt and sometimes you have to be covert. And sometimes I'll come in as a, as a they'll think I'm more corporate and I can play that. I can play that story. But um, I have found that when you really start talking with groups and they unzip, 
that this issue of sustainability, the stories that we're telling of how we're breaking our promises to the land and to each other, uh, that it's kind of like this crazy AA meeting where somebody says, hi, my name's Bob, and I'm recovering from civilization. <laughs> yeah. But, but there are these moments where suddenly everyone says, I know I've been involved in this, you know, that, uh, I, you know, and uh, why are we telling this story together? Why, you know, why do, you know, and it's a, it's a fascinating moment in, uh, in human history with, with uh, the kind of stories we get trapped in, that we kind of loop around in, that don't serve us, like the works. Well, you know, like, yeah, well, come on, let's talk about the story that we're looped in and, and hanging around now. And, you know, not that this isn't true. Dr. Jeff, but we have been hanging on to a story of uh, of economic um, demise, so to speak, uh, and uh, for what now? Five years, pretty much. Um, some people are crafting a story of you know we're in a place of hope and and upswing and so forth and and so on. And you know this is kind of a really tough, especially you know when you're when when you're speaking to people in business, you know to really look at this as different. I mean, I'm sure. Many people have said to you, you know, look, Dr. Jeff, you know the economic times right now, blah, 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 blah. I mean, think about that and think about, from your point of view, how that story becomes an opportunity. Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean even just kind of reframing what we, uh, uh, you know, the whole sense of oikos and economy, the kind of Greek, yeah. Greek term is, is, is you know, it's, it's really rooted in home. And again, in dwelling place in the in the world, and so you know some kind of key aspects of sustainability are these ideas of something like the triple bottom line, where we're people, planet, and profit, and that they're yeah. intertwined, and that there's social capital as much as there is economic capital. And you know the 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 story that I hear a lot with the economy is this trance of scarcity, and so you have people have fearful, and there's kind of a there's a hoarding of knowledge as much as there's a hoarding of resource. Um, but if it's reframed that, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, you may have heard these stories of kind of the bowling alone syndrome that we have more and more of in our in our culture, or that you only have weak, weak-linked stories by way of Facebook as an example, but you don't know your neighbor next door. And so uh, these stories, you know, if you kind of live, in your dwelling place, if you are, I always kind of start where you're at, and that's where you live. Uh, The more people you know around there, you can develop great capital, social capital, kind of psychological capital, community capital, that that if anything, help you reframe how you tell that story and allow people that that moment where they say, oh, that trance of scarcity, you know, I might not make that much, but I have a very rich life. And I still want to give back, you know. It, but that trance of scarcity story is a big one. And uh, you and I are talking a little bit off off break about this whole this yeah. other aspect where where people need this sense of uh, the mythic. You know, I, I think otherwise we get ground down by kind of like the, literally the daily grind of life and the news and whatnot. And this, uh, and, and you were talking about uh, people going to the Hunger Games, right? Well, I mean, the Hunger Games, we were talking during the break. I mean, if you want to find out what has got the attention of our young people, go to uh, Barnes & Noble or whatever bookstore you want to go to and go to the teen section and look at the bestsellers. You know, what are they reading? And, And it's not just teens, but what is it that they believe in? 
and why do they believe in it? Why are the only pretty much blockbuster movies, uh, Dr. Jeff, uh, movies that are of Avengers or fantasies? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that uh, there has been a a number of studies actually done on this that, you know, stuff such as gang violence or um, uh, all kind of disaffected youth um, are occurring because there's so many, you know, when you look at the history of humanity, it's really been only, you know, in the past hundred years, particularly in kind of modern America, but even since World War II, where... uh, well, we don't have more of an act of kind of community rites of passage, uh, ritual, uh, going out. Uh, sometimes they're more religious, sometimes they're more community-based. But, you know, going back to the, the era of fairy tales, uh, you know, there's this whole notion that, that uh, the fairy tales that were told in Europe actually came out of people that were both um, telling the mythic stories they heard but also really trying to influence how ritual and um, social policy uh, coincided. And so uh, this kind of idea of the, the story kind of being out there as a social force and as a mirror of uh, who we are in our interior is enormous. But if we can't act out on that, um, then uh, people never really feel satisfied. You know, th- there's this idea that we're in uh, kind of an initiation or rites of passage deprivation in our society. Mm-hmm. And, right. Uh, yeah, I would recommend to, to all your, all of the listeners, you know, if there's a if there's a way to do some type of rites of passage work, meaning uh, like a vision quest or go on a meditation retreat or create your own, you could do it every, you know, by yourself by just going on a long walk, but, you know, light a candle before you go on the walk and come back and blow it out, you know, create some type of kind of mystic ritual. Have a day of silence or half a day of silence where you just, or have a day of service. I mean, one of the one of the greatest stories I think I've ever heard uh, have been from people that are themselves unemployed. And you know, I'm a career coach as well. And one of the first things that that I do when you come to see me about you know your new job or job transition, we talk about where you're going to volunteer and how that's going to show up in the next three days. And some of the most incredible stories, you know, that I've heard are people that discover the power of service. You know, like you, the work you're doing is of such enormous service. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rewriting of the script. You know, what is it that you could do now, the rite of passage that Dr. Jeff talked about, how you can create that now, and how can you do it with your family? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, 
you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Tune in to Dialogue Radio with Dr. Jeff on TransformationTalkRadio.com as the stories of the universe are revealed in this engaging and creative hit show. Mondays at 1 Pacific Time, 4 Eastern, Dr. Jeff fills the airwaves with Dialogue Radio, an epic conversation on self, society, and sustainability. Provocative, educational, transformative, and mythic, Dialogue Radio is the place where story seeds the imagination, heals the heart, and inspires personal, social, and planetary evolution. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R patshow.com for listening times in your area. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Dr. Jeff Weiner, we were joining me here today. What a great conversation. Uh, Dr. Jeff, before we continue to talk about ritual and, you know, uh, what the work that you've done in, in, in sort of re-sculpting the family of you, I would love for you to give out your information again to our listeners. Sure. Uh, my radio show is at www.gaialog.com. That's G-A-I-A-L-O-G-U-E.com. Um, like Gaia plus Dialogue. Um, alternatively, um, there's Facebook.com slash Dialogue. And then on Twitter, it's just Dialogue. Beautiful. Um, I love coming full circle. And, you know, we're at a place where you and I were talking during the break, and I so love the idea of ritual. Um, I think it's important for us to demystify this for our listeners. And, you know, because every time you say ritual or rite of passage, you know, there are some people that go to the place of, like you and I go to, Vision Quest Sweat Lodge. But it hasn't always been the case for me. You know, I, I don't come from this place 
where I grew up with some of these teachings. So I've had to learn some of these rituals myself. I would love for you to talk about, you know, how the family structure can be reinforced and how one's life can be reinforced by ritual and rite of passage. Sure. Uh, there's a lot to say about that, and, uh, and to find the ender, <laughs> make sure <laughs> I get back on track. But I, uh, yep. so I think that, you know, just saying ritual, um, I think sometimes there's kind of a, there's kind of misnomers about what that means. Sometimes I think yeah. people just think of, of ritual as just a habit, and, and I think that's true. Uh, it, you, you know, you can joke and say my daily ritual is to get my cup of coffee um, or, you know, um, you, you know, little things like that or wear the same shoes on when I go on an interview. Um, but ritual really, and from, from kind of the longstanding, many, in, you know, from many, many cultures, ritual is um, seen as, as two different things. One, it's about um, sacrifice. Now, most people think of sacrifice as something that you give up, um, but sacrifice is about um, the the true meaning of the word is to actually to make sacred, sacra fice, and and so ritual has always had this aspect of sacrifice, not as a kind of a bloodthirsty Mayan way where you were about a heart, but in the way of how you uh, make sacred or sacrifice your time and your moments uh, to being aware of whatever you're doing. And honestly, you could make anything a, a poignant, sacred uh, ritual. And, and in our family, uh, what we have done with our daughter uh, is we, we spend a lot of time with her in nature. She's understanding nature. But we have um, really made a point of celebrating each changing of the season. And we have a, an yeah. old grove, grove of trees in our, house, in our, in our property that we call the ancient. And we go down there, and at every uh, every kind of turn of season, we'll go down there and we'll light a candle and, um, and, and uh, we'll read a poem. And, but we'll do different things at different times. So at, at, uh, after Halloween, we gather up all the pumpkins in the neighborhood and we let the pumpkins rot under the ancient. And we, we light a candle there. And then the, the candle usually goes out because it's raining. Uh, but, but the pumpkins sit there and rot because it's the time of year where she now understands that fall is the time where we move into winter. And, and, uh, and then at the winter solstice, we light a candle and, and put it in the space so the candle can be up on all night. And, uh, and then in the spring, we'll usually bring flowers. But interestingly enough, it's by spring in this one old grove of trees. The pumpkins are just still finally there and kind of you know, going away. But there, but we do this every year. And, you know, the first couple of times it seemed silly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but now she really ex- expects it and wants it, and it has become this kind of family tradition, and it's become a family conversation about how we're in the rhythm of the season and what we're doing. And, you know, this doesn't have – it has no connection to any religion at all. It's what we made up, and we tell certain stories. At each different, at different springtime seasons. So, for example, the one with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, the pumpkin. My daughter likes to hear me tell uh, this, this story about La Calavera, which is uh, it's a it's a Mexican story about kind of Day of the Dead that brings in um, Lady Death, 
And, you know, Lady Death, we don't necessarily celebrate in a lot of kind of American Western cultures. But in, right. in, in Latin American culture, often there's this idea of, you know, there's this, there's kind of a playing with life and death. And we celebrate the death of the season to bring new life. And so that, that's a story, and I, you know, I don't think we have time for me to, to really tell it. But it's, the, the point being is, through the stories that we tell and some of the same actions that we do, we've created a really poignant um, kind of cycle in our lives that has been very much, um, it's a real sacred space for my family and my daughter. And, you know, she, my oldest daughter is six, and she just loves it, and she tells people about it, and she can't wait to do it. And it's, it's been a rhythm that's gone in her body now, it's in my body, um, that we, just, we love to do as a family. And sometimes, you know, it, this just came out of us making it up. Uh, but there are lots of, uh, you can do anything you do with your family, but, but that sacredness, that, that sacrifice was that we gave up our time. We gave up our, um, we, we, we gave up our attachment to however we thought it was going to be. And we just had faith that if we were, if we stayed true to these actions together and we did the things in the same way with the same objects, that um, we'd create a sense of uh, sacred. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's I, It's very powerful. I mean, thank you so much for sharing that because you know that is a reminder uh, to all of us that we have the ability to create that that ritual in our lives, and that's going to go generation to generation. Wow, what a powerful story, Doctor Jeff. Thank you so much for joining me here today. One thank last you. question: What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? My personal message. Wow. Uh, I think this is the time for everyone um, to reinvestigate what it means to be wild. Yeah. I love that. uh, You know what? Thank you for giving me permission to do that. That's really cool. Not that I ever needed permission. But it's a good reminder, Dr. Jeff. Thank you very much. Thank you. Benny, thank you for a great, great show. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. What a great message for everybody out there. Dr. Jeff said it. All right, everybody, let's go get wild. All right, we'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show, everyone. Have yourself an amazingly wild day. Hey everyone, you're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts. Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. 
living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. And now I love, I feel like fear just cripples you and love frees you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing and changing from fear to love and showing people that that's the only way. I love, I love, I love, I no longer fear. Thank you. You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. Transformation Talk Radio.